this episode. The race for the South Pole, the importance of dogs and skis and the clothing, they both had very different approaches. He's got a plan. He's, they're going to eat uh, penguins that they kill along the way. Um, they, as they get close to the pole, they'll start to kill and eat the dogs and feed the dogs to the dogs and to him. Blah, blah. So they reach the pole. Doesn't go the same way for Scott. Essentially, you know, multiple objectives. The ponies die pretty quickly. The sledges break down pretty quickly. They are useless. So they're on yeah. foot. Get to within 12.5 miles of the first supply depot. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan, And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. And it's probably yeah. worth doing a little uh, reminder about uh, asking people to click the like and subscribe and other buttons to, to help Yeah, please do it. It, it helps people find it. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Let's do that. But today, I think you've got a story for us, Mark. I do. I do. Something from history. Um, I ended up really down the rabbit hole on this one. We'll, Did talk, you? About, we'll talk about that one later. All right. So um, the I want you to cast well, not cast your minds back. Because anyway, this is in the early 1900s okay. uh, era of polar exploration, and the race for the South Pole between Robert Falconer Scott from England and Roald Amundsen uh, uh, from Norway. Uh, Amundsen, uh, very, very experienced uh, explorer. He uh, was the first to successfully navigate the Northwest Passage. Um, you know, he spent a lot of time with the Inuits, uh, learning about how they survive in the yeah cold, cold, cold temperature. Um, yeah, in, really interesting stuff, you know, like the importance of dogs and skis and the clothing, like don't wear wool, wear furs, that sort of thing. Uh -huh. anyway, so he's got all this experience. And Scott, is a he's a, been appointed by the government to lead the expedition. He's a naval officer um, and uh, a gunnery, I think he specialised in. Anyway, they both had very different approaches to how they were going about it. And I guess one of the takeaways from this is about how it can be easy to lose focus. So they both leave for uh, about the same time. In, um, in, in 2010, they head for the Antarctic. Amundsen... Uh, chooses the closest point he can find to the South Pole, and lands there. Uh, Scott goes to the pre, uh, you know, the approved, you know, the pre-approved point that they've been to before. So, you know, right. um, and Amundsen is laser focused. I'm going to get to the pole and get back safely. That's it. That's it. That's my purpose. How do All I right. do that? All right. I have. I'm going to use. You know, I know. You know, it's in the snow. So dogs sleds skis he's got dog experts he's got um skiers uh very experienced and th they set out um and whether the weather's too bad he turns back and everyone's going no 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 he turns back and, and they 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 wait out this storm for quite some time before they right. set it again yeah and so He's got a plan. He's got fifty-two dogs. He's going to eat. They're going to eat uh, penguins along that they that they kill along the way. Um, they, as they get close to the pole, they'll start to kill and eat the dogs and feed the dogs to the dogs and to you know, blah, blah. And they'll come back with just enough dogs. Anyway, yeah. So they reach the pole on the eleventh of December, twenty fourteen. First, yeah, you know, they're, they're the winners of this race. Takes them uh, one month. Nineteen fourteen, right? Uh, sorry, 2000, December 14, 2011. But isn't 2011 just like 
nine years ago. Oh, did I just? Oh, <laughs> hey, get rid of that. I was going to say, 100 yeah. years. Talk about 100 years. 1911. 1911. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, wow. get there. 1911. All right, got my. Uh, was a, only a century out. Yeah. In, the century. Term, in terms <laughs> of margin of error, it's, it's, it's not great. All right. Yeah, so, so they 19... get there, they, they turn around and. They get back. Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah, like it's cold. They have a few arguments along the way, but it's all pretty cool. Yeah. Um, doesn't go the same way for Scott. Uh, he sets out with um, essentially, you know, multiple objectives. It's yeah. going to be a scientific exploration. It's going to be the discovery of the, uh, you know, the race to get to the North Pole. Um, and it's going to be done with, you know, nobly. Like it's going right. to be noble. Okay. And so dogs, well, that's not noble. Walking is the noble way. And so he doesn't have dogs. He's got um, uh, ponies and motorized sleds or sledges. Right. Um, anyway, the ponies die pretty quickly. The sledges break down pretty quickly. They are useless. So they're on yeah. foot. Yeah. Um, they haven't put enough supplies, you know, enough supply depots along the route. Um, they do get to the pole. One month after Amundsen, like a whole month. Yeah. Um, and then they turn back um, collecting rocks along the way. And they've got apparently something like 16 or 17 kilos of rocks that they're carrying back. Um, specimens. With, specimens. Scientific. Yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. Noble. Um, but it's not practical. Anyway, um, they get to within 12.5 miles of the first supply depot, and they die in their tents. They're all frostbitten, really? oh, freeze, no. food, exhaustion, cold. Yeah. Yep. And um, so for me, I, I look at that and it's like Amundsen, he knew what he was doing and he was laser focused and Scott wasn't. And uh, like the the difference in achievements is, or the difference in success is, is uh, enormous. Is kind of stark. Life well, and death. So did they both know that each one was doing it? Like were they? Um, yeah, well, here's the thing, right? Scott uh, Scott had been the planning for the polar, uh, for the Antarctic journey yeah. had been going on for several years. So right. it was, it was. Everyone knew about it. Everyone it was, knew about it. It was yep. a big thing. Robert Falcon and Scott was going to oh, get to the Antarctic. Yeah. Um, Emerson had his eyes on the North Pole. He was going to be the first to get to the North Pole, but when he real he 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 heard some rumours that uh, that uh, uh, other explorers had reached the North Pole first, so he he changed crossed his mind that one, crossed that off his list, he crossed eh? it off his list, and said, "Well, I'm going to go for the South Pole," okay. and he sent this famous telegram at their. Well, I'm not sure whether it's the first, but one of the ports that they called into Madeira, yeah. Yeah. he sent a a, a, um, a telegram to Scott, and that was that was lovely. Beg to inform you, stop. Fram, which is his boat. Yeah. Fram proceeding Antarctic. Stop. Amundsen. Stop. <laughs> right. Ah. That was the. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, uh. and but this was outrageous behavior. Like seriously, in the in in Britain, this was outrageous. Totally unsportsmanlike. Like that he uh, would. That's so classic, uh, isn't it? Yeah. But you know, uh, it's funny. I mean, obviously, I'm just thinking about what defines success, right? Now, if Scott could have got back with his with his team, and and had all that scientific data, and um, you know, sort of, well, that would be 
a phenomenal success regardless of the time it took to get from mm-hmm. you know there and back but because they turn it into a, a a race to the pole you know then it just gets measured on the basis of you know who who gets that done and survives and right. survive. So I think that the, the survival I think the end measure, survives is important. The survival it? measure is important. Yeah. It does remind me of Burke and Wills, doesn't it? You know, sort of, oh, yeah. you, know, you get all the way up there with all that gear, finally run out of food and 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 just so many mistakes made along the way. Um yeah, yeah. okay, that's good. I like I like exploring stories. I mean, it's just so uh, extreme, right? What they're doing oh, is yeah. right at the edges of possibilities. But it's a lovely one in terms of explaining or give it an, an example of the difference between someone who's focused and someone who's been pulled in all directions. You can imagine the stakeholders who funded Scott's expedition, um, all the things they want him to do and his team to do, uh, whereas Amos probably uh, had a lot more flexibility. It'd be interesting to know who was funding oh, yeah. him. Yeah, and, and Amundsen handpicked his team, right? Yeah, I want you, and I want you, and I want you. And Scott's team was all picked for him. Oh, yes, we are. You're going to have this blah blah blah, and this blah. And so there was, you know, there was some. Um, that's pretty that's serious. Also, that's descent. also a good lesson, isn't it? Right. Yeah. 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 And you know, why should you be the leader? You know, in those sort of situations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been appointed by the king. Which bits do you like telling in that story? Oh, what, look, I, what I, do you I, enjoy? Yeah. The this, oh no, not the sim. The fact that Amundsen had a plan, he had the right equipment for the conditions, and he just got the job done, right? Yeah, and just got out there, you know. And sure, yeah, he was well prepared, but there was, you know, he had he had uh, the weather on his side, so that was an important factor. But yeah, look, I I just like the fact that he's just like, eh, this is how you do a polar exploration. Off I go. The bit in the story that. You know, I had a, a real sort of reaction to was the whole process of, you know, here are our dogs. Then we eat the dogs, and we actually feed the dogs to the dogs. And it's this whole thing about disgust, right? This is mm. like a sort of an, a disgust emotion gets triggered on that, and of course that becomes a very memorable thing. You know, we're very designed to remember disgust that emotion. So that I think that's a that's an important part of the story. I think some people though find it really difficult to hear, mm, uh, depending yeah. on uh, on the audience. Well, well, look, and and definitely, or maybe I should have issued a trigger warning um, before before saying that. But Scott definitely found it that way because he he wrote in his journal how how unsportsmanlike and cruel it was that these animals who are so intelligent and whom we form these lifelong bonds would be used as food. Like he, yes, oh yeah, you know, he, exactly, he, exactly. So it's that sort of feeling. Yeah. Um, and of course, they would have named each one of those dogs. This, oh. this, this is a terrible thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, in terms of making it an even better story, um, well, this is where my rabbit hole. Um... Yes, it's a, there's a lot of information in that oh. story, right? I think I think what would happen as you tell it multiple times, you would work out which bits are not as necessary and which bits really grab people. Oh, yeah, that's like the third time I've told it today, and just the mounts that I've ripped out. 
Right. How interesting. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. I mean, if one I of the things. another time, I'd, there'd be more that would go. See, that addendum that you did about the telegram, I find that a really nice personal visual kind of scene, if you like, to having that story. I like that. Because um, it kind of shows, it just reinforces this one mode of long and slow and, you know, ponderous type exploration versus a guy who's like hey i'm already in madeira i'm off on my way you know like it's uh by the way we're we're, we're heading to the to the south pole yeah apparently his crew didn't know either like it was like oh right really <laughs> hello hello that's what we're doing yep ah, sounds like mission impossible um so i think yeah i think that's and this is the natural way in, where stories evolve right you tell them multiple times and they get yep. tighter and tighter but the good thing is you know the purpose of the story you know, around being focused, uh, having a clear goal. Yeah, and it's a good example of a story that could be used to make a hundred different points. Yeah. There is so much. Uh, uh, in different angles you could take. Yeah, different angles you could take. So, yeah, like like many stories. Well, this this one is you know I guess particularly versatile because it's such See, you know, so rich. You could tell that whole story based on uh, a point, which is around the importance of picking your own team. Yep. Right, and you would slightly change it on that basis, and uh, uh, so that's a, that's that would be another point you could draw from it. And you could do it for um, that's the way we do things around here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The cultural cultural influences. Yep. Right? In fact, I think in fact that's a terrific one for that. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. And also, there's a whole thing about the fact that uh, you know the Norwegian explorer lives and breathes. You know, has grown up in his whole life in the snow with dogs, with sleds, with skiing. You know, with cold weather, etc. And and they've he lived it. Whereas you know Scott. Yeah, sure. The weather in England can be a bit miserable, but it's nothing like that, right? Yeah. And so that's another uh, element about learning through. You know how I'm, you know, into this learning through immersion, right? Mm -hmm. He's learnt all these skills, and he wouldn't even be able to tell you what he knows, but he knows a lot uh, just by the fact that he's been in that environment. Yeah. Cool. Any other? Business points. There's a oh, three. Oh, they they yeah, were good ones. Yeah, yeah. There's a hundred, but I think that's that. That's enough because we probably could go all day with business points on this story. Because, oh, in fact, I could because I've I've, I've read. There's so much written about it, right? Yeah. And so many different angles you can take, and yes. etc. Um, uh, yeah, being stuck in a way of thinking. Yeah. Uh, anyway, exactly. Okay, let's give it some scores then. Uh, for me, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. I think I, I almost have to hear the hone version. If I hear you tell it in about three months' time, I'm, I, that could push my score up, I think, for, for this particular story. But uh, I think I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, plus it's I'd seven. have to I'd have to learn the the names properly. You know, you've rolled those names off very nicely. I haven't quite got them in my head yet. 
Mm. Uh, and it's a seven for me. Seven. Uh, it's it's a big. You know, <laughs> you got to work hard to tell the you know the the, the 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 condensed version of it. But I do love the the couple of business points that uh, that you know like picking the importance of being able to pick your own team. The um, uh, yes, lamb shank. You know, yeah, that's cultural. the way we do things around yeah. here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking that this would be really a good story for a large stage or a large presentation where you've got a little bit more time to, you know, build the story, you know, to get to your point. Whereas it's a bit harder to do in a quick conversation that you're having around the table with, with some people, because uh, it probably require you to take up three or more minutes, right. To tell the story and, you know, it all depends if they're going to give you the permission to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, I guess a reminder, yeah, review and rate and subscribe and like all those great things. Please do that. And, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to um, uh, seeing and talking with everyone uh, again very soon. So, yeah, thanks for listening in to Anecdotally Speaking. And, yeah, tune in next week for another episode of How to Put Your Stories to Work. Bye for now. Anecdotally speaking, was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.